It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And we're back. I, I took a couple extra minutes there to check the socials. It wasn't like a, a long bathroom ba- break. It wasn't one of those bathroom breaks. I, I feel the need to explain that. Welcome to episode 600. It is the night of 1,000 stars or something slightly smaller than that, uh, but still magnificent. We're maybe just past the halfway point. Maybe. Uh, I want to thank Yes Factory for just checking in. And now we're getting local AF, as they say. I got to kill the bathroom break. <laughs> picture uh bob Sharito. he is a journalist he is one of our best here in chicago uh you've probably read his stuff on block club chicago uh nice to see you you doing all right yes hi james nice to see you hey, you're always in the thick of things I, I see your byline everywhere every big chicago story bob Sharito is there it's been busy it's been busy for the last uh well probably 18 months for sure and then even the last four years, but uh, especially the last year, it's been really crazy. I mean, are you just sitting in your, your home office with the police scanners going and the internet rolling, just waiting to pounce on something? Well, I don't have the scanners going at home. I Usually when I'm home, I could use a little break, um, <laughs> but it seems like every time something big happens, I'm alerted somehow, whether it's uh, somebody calling me or texting me or, or uh usually that's how it happens so uh, you've covered everything where where do we go from here i mean chicago with everything that's happened lately we're in a, we're in a tough spot yeah i i think a lot of people have to take a deep breath and uh maybe stay off of social media 24 hours a day as well it seems like that kind of just makes people angry and, and there's a lot of arguments that don't get solved and uh it just kind of adds to the tension it seems like uh you said it i i got to a point early in the pandemic it probably like may uh, of last year where i thought i'm spending too much time on social media this is not healthy i'm not enjoying being on social media people are have have gone over the deep end and I, i just reached a point where i'm like i've gotta i've gotta log off i've gotta do something else and that's when i started going for daily walks just yeah just to not be connected because it is, it, you get, it's a black hole and it's, it can be very, I love it. I, I you know, do a lot of media stuff on social media, but you need to, to your point, just log off for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially engaging with strangers or people with uh, anonymous names. It's, it's really a waste of time. It is. And you get yourself all worked up and you, yeah. you, you, there's that back and forth. Then you wake up the next day and think, what did I, what, what was I doing? <laughs> Yeah. Why, why did why couldn't I have just been the bigger bigger person and just walked away? Yeah. Just shut it shut it down. The, the, by the way, I forgot to tell you, congratulations on uh your milestone. It's thank it's you. Really great. So. Thank you. It's it's sheer tenacity, stubbornness, force of will. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it, I wish we were at Gene and Jude's right now talking uh, instead of uh you know on Zoom or whatever this is. I, I frequently wish I was at Gene and Jude's as opposed to anywhere else I am. 
Yeah. It's, because they, they give you almost too many French fries. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not complaining, but they, and their, their fries are awesome. Yeah. I was there two nights ago, so <laughs> it usually is not too long. I don't usually go too long without stopping there. So it seems to me, Bob, you are a true dyed dyed in the wool journalist. It seems like this is a I don't know if a good time is the way to say it, but the right time to be a journalist. Yeah, it's you know, and I think it's the right place. Chicago definitely has been uh, one of the busier places. Uh, over the last, you know, year or so. And it, it just seems like the last year, those of us who are working right now in Chicago have uh, probably covered, you know, the amount of things we've covered is probably equal to some other reporters' whole careers uh, in, in <laughs> other places. So it, it's really crazy. <laughs> so. Is it hard to not take the job home with you? In other words, is it hard to stay optimistic and glass half full covering the stuff you cover? Um, once in a while, but for me, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at, at being able to separate it. I've done it for so long. I think for me, the key is um, kind of a sad realization that you know crime is not going to stop. So uh I'm not going to get too worked up over every little thing, but um, there are definitely sad stories and, and things that are tough, but you just have to get through it. And uh, if you can't, um, maybe you should be doing something else, but uh, you know, I, I, I will say that it's good to mix it up as well. Not every story. I, sometimes I do feel like, uh, you know, the uh, angel of death or something, but I, I try to mix it up with some fun feature stories or uh, things like that. I mean, lately, obviously, I've been working on the story about the seven-year-old who was murdered, the one-year-old who was shot on Lakeshore Drive, who was still in the hospital. Uh, but I, I've had a few fun stories in between, a couple that haven't come out yet, but um, so that helps. You know. I, one thing that's been inspiring or interesting to watch is just how effective digital journalism has become as compared to the traditional model of print newspapers the immediacy of what you do and how you can get it out there yeah i mean it's it's good and bad it, it definitely makes us work harder and you know more competitive uh it also though sometimes in that rush uh, some things might be overlooked uh, or maybe an editor is in a something. Some outlets don't even really use an editing process or if they do, it's kind of, uh, it doesn't look like it, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think sometimes, sometimes it's better to be right. It's always better to be right in my opinion than to be of first. Course. So if it's a, Takes another ten minutes or something just to make sure everything's right, you know. So be it if uh, the other guys have it out there five minutes before you. Right. All right. So when can we next see your byline? When? Yeah. Or where? Uh, well, well uh, I guess it's a two-part question: when and where. Well, I had two stories at Black Club Chicago today. I'll have a story. For Agents France Press, AFP, which is a wire service, that should be out tomorrow or the next day, and that's a wire service, so that goes all over. Yeah. And then I'll have 
I don't know. Uh, you know, every day is different. So I'm sure tomorrow I'll have stuff that uh, just happens, and then I'll have to cover it as it happens. So uh, I also will have something in the Sun Times, probably in about uh, probably in about a week and a half that I've been working on for over a month. So. You're that. always working. I, I, yeah. You're 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 a journalist, journalist. And thanks for coming on, Bob. It was great to see you. Yeah, thank you. Take care and keep it up, James. That's the plan. Thank you, sir. Carcon Carne, the night of one thousand stars. That's Bob Charito again. Block Club Chicago is probably where you see him most often, but he his writing has been all over the big city. I, I mentioned this earlier. I, I'm going to mention it again because who on earth would be watching for three hours? Uh, Restaurants, if you own a restaurant, if you know someone who owns a restaurant and would like to be part of Carcon Carne when it emerges from this cocoon, from the quarantine cocoon, uh, I'm looking for destinations, looking for places to take the car and broadcast from or broadcast from the outside of. Uh, so looking for restaurants, restaurateurs, let's let's do some cool shit on Carcon Carne. And that goes for guests as well. I'm always looking for interesting people, not just musicians, authors, Creators, innovators, entrepreneurs, actors, writers, journalists, whatever. Always looking for interesting people um, from all over the city and suburbs. Carcon Carney's Night of 1,000 Stars continues. It, we're the, this is clearly live. And this, I miss, in many respects, I miss doing live radio um, because you never know what's going to happen. One of the things that happens when you do a live talk show is guests don't show. And I thought, well, that's not going to happen to Carcon Carney. I know these people. They're not going to pull a no-show on me. Uh, but this hour, we've had two no-shows, which is kind of a drag. So there may be a bathroom break coming up again soon as we wait for the reset of guests. Uh, and as I try to reach the guests who haven't shown up, it's always tricky. And this is the point where, <laughs> where producer Giorgio comes back on. Two no-shows this hour. Oh, you got the hams going? You damn right. It's it's that time, isn't it? Cheers to six. I was just, oh, I still have a diet coke. Right on. <laughs> I, I started drinking this. Party. I I started drinking this at five fifteen. <laughs> I, I totally forgot I had this. Uh, but I was saying I, I love the the excitement, the kind of edge of your seat aspect of doing live radio. But inevitably, whenever you do live radio. Things break in ways you don't expect, good and bad. Uh, the bad this hour, of course, we've had two no-shows. I mean, this stuff scares the shit out of me, so. <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, that, that's what the bathroom break slide is for in, in case of an emergency. That's that, that's the breaking glass sort of thing. But that's, we're not quite there yet. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That's lovely. I am surprised by the no-shows, but... There you are, and you just gotta you gotta tap dance around it. That's I just live. Like, I like the excuses. Uh, the The Google alerts didn't let me know. We heard that one tonight. <laughs> but but it, that's 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 the world we live in. People are so checked out that we rely on our phones for everything. Like we don't even internalize. Oh right, I have this thing happening at seven thirty tonight. I'll put it in my calendar, and the phone will tell me when it's time to go. Yeah, I mean, I had to use my phone to remember to do this well i'm glad you did <laughs> you were doing a fine job oh, and uh, so coming up here on caracon carney uh he is a musician he is a comic creator dan doherty will be joining us the legendary 
restaurateur Hot Doug will be joining us in the nine o'clock hour. Uh, one of Chicago's most celebrated musicians. He is a musician's musician, Doug Julian of Sunshine Boys and the Poi Dog Pondering and the Slugs will be part of the show. Uh, so much more on the way. In the meantime, though, I think we're going to bathroom break it uh, since we had a couple notes. I, I staggered everyone like 10 minutes apart. So when two people don't show up, that's 20 minutes of time. We have to tap dance around. It's a little too challenging. I was looking at the rundown and I was like, wow, everything is timing out perfectly. And then, <laughs> well, it was, it was timing out perfectly because I was stretching. Ah. Like I, we, we filled like two. Oh, wait, oh, our, wait, our nine o'clock's here. Let's put them on now. All right. Thanks, Dan Doherty. Uh, my next guest, he is a musician. He's a songwriter. He's a comic creator. He is the man behind these fan fantastic Beardo books. He's also someone who shows up as scheduled. God bless him. He's Dan Doherty. Nice to see you again, Dan. <laughs> Good to be here, James. How are you? Dan has been a guest on the show thrice. He was on episode 40, episode 115, and episode 416. Uh, and you are always busy. I, I love the commissions you've been doing. You're a, a fantastic artist and you do comedic work, but you also, you do great comic character. I saw something you did of swamp thing. That was absolutely fantastic. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that was something that I, it was one of those Facebook memories that just popped up and I was like, Ooh, yeah, I remember doing this because, uh, the last year was a blur. <laughs> I think it, I don't think it existed. Well, I like to think it doesn't exist. The last year was a blur, and the days are a blur. I, yeah. I, I, I do find myself looking at the calendar. It, okay, today is Monday. Yeah. When you don't leave home, it's hard to, to figure out where in the week you are. Yeah, it's and especially when you get into a routine, right? Like it's just like the days kind of blend into each other. It's really wild, but. Um, yeah, I've been doing these these commissions just to make up for the conventions being gone for now. But it seems like they might be coming back in August. Really? They, like the C2E2s and Comic-Cons of the world? It, it's possible. Um, the first show that I can think of that I, I would have done normally um, is uh, it's in Kansas City. And then there's one in there's a big one in Atlanta called Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. And they're cautiously optimistic. Uh, C2E2 is like I believe the first or second week of December, which is what never happened before, but because of, you know, yeah. COVID, they bumped it back. It could, we could be back to some weird hybrid version of normal. I don't know. I don't know, James. I don't know. Well, and you, you always do great at the conventions. I always love it. You're, I always like going down artist alley or whatever and, and seeing your face there. It always brings me great joy and comfort as you're, you know, shaking hands, working it, drawing for people, doing your, your sketches. I, I love seeing you there. Um, Beardo went away, but Beardo's back twice a week on Patreon. Uh, three times a week now. We upped it to three times a week, yeah. I, you, you can't escape this this strip. No, nor do I want to. It's really fun. Like I I only stop because like you know, it, it was getting crazy with having kids and, you yeah. know, something had to give at the time. And I also just didn't figure that Patreon would be an avenue. Like it was, that was a couple of years back and I, it was still kind of a new thing. Um, but I just kept seeing more and more people gravitate towards it and say like, this is a pretty good way to earn an honest, you know, uh, fair pay for, for doing artwork that people like, you know, because if they like it, they'll, they'll join. And, um, when uh, the pandemic hit, it, it kind of forced my hand. And so it was like, you know, do this, try this thing you were thinking about doing. 
Um, and then of course, like I mentioned, I think I said this before, but like, I always wanted to have my son in there. He never was in the comics. So I'm like, I gotta get him. I gotta at least do it for a little bit. Now it's been a full over a year. I've been doing it for over a year. I love it. And the strip is loosely or tightly based on your personal life. I said pretty closely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a little bit of a taking a liberty of, uh, some of the events, but a lot of it's the, the funniest stuff is the stuff that's based on something that really happened. I, I, is your wife cool with everything you put in there? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you know that I did the interview when she wasn't here, so she wouldn't be able to answer that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I think that, you know she she loves the strip. I, we've we've set ground rules. You know, I typically just talk about her in certain capacities. Like I don't talk about her job or like her you know her life outside of our little family. But mm-hmm. um, she really enjoys the fact that she's uh, you know. Um, looking cool in a comic and she says that she's the best character um but she did until until the kids came along and then she was like i'll take i'll take second you know for them I, I i've probably talked with you about this before but i've got to think it's hard to consolidate a story or a thought in four or five panels and make it funny like being that concise with your storytelling like basically writing a comic strip i i, I find that that concept very difficult in my head to to do it's you know it i'm glad you said that because it i do think it's like an uh, its own art form in itself and anyone who i always looked up to who could do it well was just about economy you know they were just about saying saying it as plainly and as um, quickly as possible because you like you said you only get so much space so that's why you know calvin Hobbes was so good for me and bloom county and uh peanuts all that good stuff it's because they just hit it and got out you know this is your take, on a, your take on a classic i'm not holding it up well but yeah yeah i think my dog's playing a poker game uh-huh. i had this this was definitely a, an imagined story which was based on a real thing my dogs got out once when i was living in uh lansing actually in illinois lansing illinois um somehow I left the gate open they got out we got them back but we were freaked out because they were gone for like half an hour that was super long and you know so i liked to imagine what would have happened in that half hour. Uh, and it, it basically boiled down to they got tricked into going into a poker game with other dogs, <laughs> actually won 40 grand, but then we found them as they were dragging the bag of cash and we took them and left the bag of cash that we didn't know it was a bag of cash, but it was garbage that they were in. So we lost $40,000 finding the dogs. <laughs> Uh, going back to the commissions, there's a really sweet one you did of a, a dog crossing the rainbow bridge. I just, yeah. I, I, I love how some of this is so very tailored to the people commissioning the work, the family portraits. I, I, I talked earlier with Christina Catone, who has a new service where you can request a song made by a great songwriter. They can personalize a song. That's what these commissions are. They're very, very personal things that mean something to the people requesting them. And I think you deliver every single time. I, I love, because I, it's not about you, it's about them and you you create what their wishes are. And I, I love your commission work. Thank you. Yeah, those those meant a lot to me too, especially in this last year. Like, you know, my, my, I, my one of my dogs crossed the Rainbow Bridge last year, right at the start of COVID too. So it's like, she went, peace out. She's like, I don't want to deal with this. Um, but it, it was a lot of emotions we had. And, uh, you know, I had a couple people during the course of that time also lose pets or even loved ones. Um, 
I had a really good one where somebody, um, somebody, a, a wife commissioned this as a gift to her husband. And it was a picture of her father, his father with, um, what, what would have been his father's, his father's grandkids. Cause he never, I think he never lived long enough to see them. So it was this imagining of what, you know, what that moment of like them just sort of sitting at a couch, just normal everyday stuff, you know, as if, you know, we can make that happen. It was really cool. Like I, you know, that, that definitely made me feel good that, that I was able to be a part of that for them. Now, last time you were on the show, Dan Doherty, we talked about your music. Where, where are you? Have you been writing songs? You've been busy with music. Yes, yeah. This has been my my only uh, out outing is uh, going to a studio to record. Uh, we've we all got the shots, and then we they have a giant studio space in Joliet uh, called Third City Sound. Um, and so, my very small little crew, we kind of go in just one at a time, basically, maybe or maybe two of us at most with this with the. Uh, the guy who runs the place and we started doing this around when would that be march yeah so not that long ago um and we're recording another a second solo album i'm, I'm gonna i got 11 tracks and i'm really excited about it and i'm i'm gonna try to do another vinyl for it we'll see what happens nice. but yeah but it's uh the album's gonna be called fun times ahead and uh i definitely wrote some of those tracks during covid times hoping that there would be fun times ahead <laughs> You're, you're a glass half full creator. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you, life gives you lemons. You, you throw those lemons back at life. I don't know. Is that how All right. So uh, for the Beardo Patreon, where should people go? Uh, you can go to patreon.com um, and search Beardo Comics, all one word. Uh, or you can search my name here, Dan Doherty. You'll find it under that too. Um it's pretty easy to find if you if you see my name on there. That's I'm the only I believe I'm the only Dan Doherty making comics on there. You're the only Dan Doherty that matters to me. <laughs> and if people want to hear the music, where do they go? Uh, you can actually the first album you can hear on pretty much any streaming service. It's on uh, Spotify, iTunes, um, Pandora, or whatever else that people do. I don't even know. Um, I can't believe I said Pandora. <laughs> uh, I also have it available to. Uh, it, for the vinyl still, if you want to get it, it's on my website, which is beardocomics.com. And there's a shop in there with all my comics and my, my record and everything. Awesome. All right, Dan Doherty, great to see you. Thank you for jumping on. Oh, Thanks Beardo. for having me. Congratulations on 600. Thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. All right. See you. Later. Dan Doherty, uh, the Beardo strip, I just love. I, I, I've always enjoyed that, Dan Doherty. Uh, just a charming, nice guy. Uh, hang on one sec. I'm talking to one of the guests. Sure. Jump on. All right. There we go. Uh, we go now to a restaurateur legend in this town, a man whose hair has grown exponentially since last we spoke. I'm just thrilled that it's still growing at this age. Trust me. Doug, it looks like your face should be on like the $10 bill. <laughs> Wait, who's on the town? I don't know. Second, I don't know. You look kind of colonial. I, I'll take that as, I think, a compliment. Yeah, yeah. Sure. What yeah. the hell? I got to ask, though. So you've been on for, oh, thank you, Dan. It is Hamilton. Uh, <laughs> not Hamilton, though. I'm assuming not. Um, you've been on for three and a half hours now, and you slotted me at like two hours past my bedtime. It filled up quickly. 
All right, fair enough. I'm sorry. Do you really go to bed? When did no, you become like a, an old an old Florida resident? It's pretty much. Don't be redundant. <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, uh, no, but I did have a disco nap, so it should be fine. Hey, the next question is: What are you doing every day? I, I just picture you in retirement, like just in the Doug Cave. Pretty much, I made uh, guanciale the other day, so you know that took up hey, an hour. It's an Italian like cured meat kind of thing. Yeah, delicious. you put it in spaghetti carbonara. See, I, I'm in, going through my first round of watching The Sopranos. Really? So I never watched it. These things happen. I never watched Breaking Bad. I got through two seasons like a, at the start of the pandemic, and I, I think I'm done. Oh no, that's worth sticking out, sticking around for. I might get back into it. I don't because, know. because I'm watching The Sopranos now. I, I am all about Italian deli food. I want all that. I want gabagool. Yeah. I, I want to go to Bari like right now. It's, like, they know what they're doing. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. So do, are you cooking a lot? Have you been yes. in the kitchen nonstop for the past 13 months? Yes. Cooking a lot. Uh, I will. Very proud of my cocktail skills now. Um, and just, you know, the house couldn't be cleaner. <laughs> uh, an amazing amount of stuff been tossed away watching a lot of baseball now which is sure. awesome and i don't know things are great so it, will there be more hot dog in, in the in the public space at, at some point are you, are you just done with the world are you just living your best life now and yeah. are, are we just coasting on the fumes of hot dogs you know <laughs> So I, welcome to my world. Uh, it, I don't know. I and mean, there's a couple little projects here and there, but I just don't foresee doing anything that takes really an immense amount of effort ever again. <laughs> Is what it, I tell people, would you like to do this? As long as it doesn't involve heavy lifting. And I mean that literally. If I don't have to lift up anything heavy, you know, sure, I'll help out. That's the hot dog we all know and love. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, and I said it uh, last time we talked, that atomic dog, the, that atomic combo over at Roma's on uh, Cicero. Yes. Oh, man. Thank you. That, that's a sandwich right there. He does. Yeah, they do a nice job. That the uh, the atom, that same sausage is on the pizza at uh, Peace. I highly recommend. So little things like that, you know, checks show up once in a while. And so it's enough, I guess, so far. Are we in a post-sausage era for you? Oh, gosh. I hope never. No. I don't think so. No. There's actually a hot dogs brand of uh, sausage out there at a few select stores. All right. So mm -hmm. are, you, are you still inventing? Are you still thinking of, of new things to do with, with animals and meats? Uh, a little bit, but I'll be honest, not in the sausage arena. There's a couple little projects coming up Ooh. that I really i am not supposed to talk about. Okay. So yeah. So will you come back and talk about that stuff? Anytime. So this is show 600. What do you know what number I was on the first time? Number 32. Nice. You, 32, 36, 108, 495. <laughs> well, I remember, and I still remember the, the first time I was on episode 32 was like, I got into the back seat of the car put on the seatbelt because I figured while I'm getting in a car, we're going driving. You're like, we don't go anywhere. And I also spilled a full bottle of soda in the uh, back of your car. Confirmed. And I think that was the first time we actually met. Uh, highly likely. Yes. 
And it's been nothing but a bromance ever since. Absolutely. Tell me about it. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Hot Doug, when when your top secret stuff is ready to reveal, will you please share it with me? Absolutely. You'll be the first one. All right. Well, I feel bad that I kept you up past your bedtime. It's all right. I, I'll I'll catch up on a few a few extra hour or two. All right. Lovely. Congratulations. To this is awesome. Thank you. Keep keep growing those locks. I'll do my best. Again, right. I'm just happy there's still something to cut. I get it. All right, hot dog. Great seeing you. Likewise. Bye. Take care. And look for him next on the $10 bill, which is awesome. Hot Doug Sone. Uh, I'm joined now by old friend Jillian McGee of Hi-Ho. Hi, Jillian. Hello. How are you? You know, I'm not surprised that you were distracted. You were supposed to be on earlier tonight. I was. And, and you messaged me that you were distracted <laughs> by the weather and that I could see you porch drinking or just hanging out or walking through, walking outside through lovely walking nature. Through the park. Well, so here's really what happened, James, is I don't know if, you yeah you follow me on instagram are you familiar with the goose watching content that i give to my instagram following uh-huh yeah you're a fan of nature i am a big fan of nature this is um my sweet little naked moo um, oh I, i've only seen moo in instagram form oh yeah she's she's here in a video form too she's a little sleepy right now but anyway back to why i got very distracted um today on my walks i follow these like you know the nests there's this like geese in humboldt park i go on my nice long walks to fill time and be outside and um the first set of babies was born today so i like got to see all of the little, the little babies that were like, like literally there was still an egg that had not hatched. Like there was five babies, one egg, um, and both of the parents. And so, uh, that completely derailed my entire sense of responsibility. Uh, totally beyond, right. you know? <laughs> so, I, mean, I, I still remember going to the museum of science and industry and just standing around the chicken hatchery. Yeah, I, I could I could have stayed there for hours watching the chickens pop out it, of the eggs. Yeah, and it's funny. I actually um, made a friend at the at the, at the site today um, because there there was a couple, and they're like, we follow like these geese all the time, and I was like, the babies are here. I follow the geese too, and so now we like follow each other on Instagram, and we're exchanging um, different like things that we found in the park and where other like nests are. Um, and so, uh, it's a very specific, weird niche <laughs> that, like I've carved out for myself here, but it also like super kept me sane last yeah. spring. I just, I found myself completely like unemployed with nowhere to go and nothing to do. And so, I was like, I will walk to the park every single day and it'll fill like two hours of my time. And, uh, it was great for my brain and I love the geese and I am going to get like a goose tattoo, um, hopefully soon <laughs> So, to, uh, as a way to honor and thank them for keeping me sane in a hard time. And now it's uh, a little bit less heavy and I just get to hang and have a good time anyway. <laughs> Truly Keep didn't expect the conversation hanging. to go in this direction. Sorry. Yeah. So no, it's great. I did. This is why I I totally just like lost uh, the rest of my day. I was just like riding on the, this goose high, baby goose high. <laughs> and I realized as you were waiting in the wings, I was talking to Hot Doug, mm-hmm. um, who's looking like Alexander Hamilton, talking <laughs> to Hot Doug. 
and we're talking about meat and stuff. I'm like, oh, Jillian probably hates this. Oh, uh, you know, it's fine. I get it. People eat food, you know, like it's it's all right. Uh, yeah, I actually just and we don't have to go down this rabbit hole, but there's my cat screaming. Um, I just watched that Seaspiracy documentary and I like, you know, eat fish on occasion. And I was like, God damn, we're just destroying the planet with the way we eat. And it's wild. But um, no, it's fun. It's creative. And I, you know, know who hot dog is so it was cool to see him hop on and yeah his hair's looking good man uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it, everyone's just growing out their hair for this uh this period of time totally. a lot of trends doing that <laughs> let's be clear hot dog stone is living his best life he's yeah made his empire everyone knows who he is and now he doesn't have to do anything that he was honestly that's goals that's massive goals he's like if it's gonna require me to like really put a lot of effort in I want to say no. And you know what? <laughs> when I get to that age, I want to get to a point where I'm able to do the same thing. Right now, I'm in the busting my ass phase. Uh, right. You always have been, as long as I've known you. <laughs> yes. uh, Jillian from Hi Ho was part of episode 109 with the previous band, then 203. Uh, 203 was the car inside a dealership. Yeah. Episode. Mm-hmm. We actually performed in the back seat of a brand new car on a dealership floor. I, you're, you're too good to me. Uh, <laughs> episode 367. And then you uh, hosted an episode of Carcoon Carney. Yes. Episode 406, which was, I love that one. That was so cool just to sit back and, and watch and listen to that. You're, yeah, you're good at that. Had Bad Cop, Bad Cop on. It was nice to get in the interviewer role again. It's you're good at that stuff. I, I, you should probably <laughs> do your own podcast. I've had an idea for a podcast for a really long time. And it's just like, I have so many things that I want to do and the energy expenditure to do those things. It's a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would love to, like it, it would, my, my, you want me, do you want to hear my pitch? Uh, for yeah, my, okay. steal it. I want to call it mental. Um, and it would be the having me interview other artists, whether like songwriters, poets, visual artists, and talk about the intersection of their art, their process, and their like mental health, and how like nav- they've learned to navigate or struggled or whatever, and um, how that informs the art that they make and stuff. So, uh, no better time to start that than right now. I know, but uh, the conversation. I write a record here, okay? So right, well, that. But it, the the timeliness. I had uh, Donna from Juna on a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I don't know if you follow her band, um, but she posted something about how she was close to suicide. Yeah, and I mean, real. All a lot of us creatives are non whatever. You know, it's like we. I think what I care about is that. Oh, <laughs> Just okay. like smacked my cat in the face. Um, you know, what I care about is like, I think so many people who are on the like spectator or patron side of like art, they're a consumer of it. Um, you know, artists aren't just like this dance monkey dance or like, I like this thing that you've done. And, you know, it, it takes a lot to make art. <laughs> in like whatever capacity that you want to do that. And it takes a toll. It takes, you know, it comes from, you know, really good art moves you and to be able to move other people through your experiences and your expression of it is, um, 
it, it's like heavy. It can be very heavy and emotionally taxing and, um, and like beautiful. And we love it and we love it obviously. But, uh, and I think kind of opening the doors up a little bit more into like what an artist's like creation experience is like. And, um, the realities that we have as like most of us, especially, you know, people I know, independent artists, like you're barely scraping by a lot of the time unless you have like other like very good source of income and like financial instability is a huge part of that and um feeling unstable from those things or just like literally you know uh what's the chemicals in your brain misfiring or firing not enough and all that it's uh yeah it's like a real part of it and it's important conversations to have but um, yeah, hey, I, I'm sorry. You're saying you're saying very serious, insightful stuff, and I can't stop staring at the cat. Yeah, I know. Sorry. She's beautiful. Uh huh. She's she is not very serious or insightful. Um. <laughs> this is, but this is one of the one of the the plus something for the plus column from the past 13 months. These video chats, these Zoom chats, being able to see people's pets mm-hmm. in their yeah, home. Totally. That's been, if there's one glass half full thing to take away from the pandemic, I got to see lots of people's dogs and cats. Yes. Yeah. Um, she's great. I love her so much. Uh, she's also a godsend during the pandemic. Oh, for, for sure. sure. <laughs> All right. So you've been working on new hi-ho. Yeah. So um, this month we kind of started like doing the, behind the scenes stuff. We did like a real professional photo shoot. Um, Sam from Kali Masi, another local band, he shot that with us. His new album, oh my God, is so good. Sorry, we're talking about you, but his new album. No, no, I love I love Kali Masi. Sam and I have been friends for a long time and played shows alongside each other. And I'm very proud of their new record and all of them for putting that together. Um, so we did like photo shoots for cool, cool concept um, for promotional stuff. And then we demoed again last weekend. And so we're kind of like back where we were about a year ago when we were going to try and like launch this project and go for it. And then obviously had to take like a break, hiatus, whatever. It didn't even fully get off the ground. We played like two or three shows uh, that weren't even in Chicago. So um, yeah, and just like until how I'm trying to look at this time is like, you know, until it's gonna be a while for shows and touring to exist the way that, you know, they have for whatever my music career has been so far. And um, I'm not, I don't wanna be one of the performers that's like, chomping at the bit to get back when we still really don't have things under control. So shows, unless we can find something super safe outside distanced, like Mm -hmm. that's not even like on the agenda right now. Um, We've got five songs demoed and then I'd like to finish writing, like have about 10 to 12 songs ready to go. Uh, And then with these demos, try and find a producer who will work with us and record a full length um, this summer, maybe later summer. And hopefully a year from now, like I will have like the hi-ho full length out. Um, And just trying to be really intentional and smart about it and use this time in the way that I can, uh, to the best of my ability. And, 
um, yeah, just keep, I don't know. It's like, it's a hard thing to try and move forward in when everything's still just so up in the air, you know? I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> but the good news is there's new stuff on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's sounding really cool. I'm really excited. And I just started taking guitar lessons again for the first time since I was like 14 or 15 um, because I want to get really good at finger picking. And that's a skill set I don't, I've just started working on like six months ago. Um, I want to get better at my instrument for the first time in a really long time. And uh, that has been a godsend. It's been awesome. And I learned how to play landslide. Uh, so. Very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, just like reconnecting to my instrument feels really, really important and special. And it's helping me like write differently and um, making time to practice is like, I haven't done that in so, so long. So I'm trying to like get better so that I can be better as a writer and performer, you know, um, and just try and do cool shit, put the time and energy into like the things I want that make me feel good. You know, I love it. All right, Jillian, we'll keep an eye out and ear out for new hi-ho. <laughs> uh, thanks for jumping on. And I hope everything keeps going good with the, the geese in Humboldt. Oh yeah. Keep listening. <laughs> Tune in on Instagram at hiho.jillian and you can find it. <laughs> Honk if you love geese. Honk if you love geese. Sorry, All I gotta right. go. Bye. Carcon Carne, episode 600. It is the night of 1,000 stars. Joining me, oh man, old friend Doug Julin, he of Sunshine Boys fame, he of Slugs fame, he of, damn it, uh, Poy Dog Pondering fame. Uh, just He's a songwriter, songwriter. He joins us tonight. Hello, Doug. Your mic is off. Now is probably a bad time to mention that he does a radio show on Sunday nights. I don't hear you, Doug Julin. So the latest album from Sunshine Boys is right here. Work and Love. Uh, Sunshine Boys put out a new single today, their version of Joe, Joe Hill. I almost said Joe Chill, but that's the guy who killed Batman's parents. Oh, Doug. Doug's a podcaster and a radio host. And he has failed the mic test tonight. Sadly. I'll keep telling you why Doug is awesome. I remember back in the day listening to the slugs and how they really made an impact on me. This ramshackle power pop band from the Chicago area. And how about those sunshine boys? Oh, this is embarrassing. I'm, I'm going to hide Doug for a couple seconds here. Well, we'll come back to Doug. In fact, uh, I'll jump ahead as, as Doug Julin figures out stuff. I'm going to jump ahead to one of my favorite songwriters and favorite people from the Chicagoland area. He is David Singer. The new David Singer in the Sweet Science album is called Vicious Kicks. And David joins us from the Sweet Science Sound Lab. And David is similarly having mic issues. I'm unmuted now. You got me? I got you. Uh, yes. You in your face, Doc Julian. Yeah, can, can you send Doc a, a message and just let him know whatever you did? Yeah, move your browser window up, and there's like the little buttons at the bottom there, Doc. Suck it, Doc. Yeah. Singer's Suck got it. you beat. Are you kidding me? Doc Julian and I have been circling each other in this town for uh, decades, literally. I know who he is. He definitely has no idea who I am. But I unmuted myself better, so suck it, Doc. 
Well, I hope Doug's not angry now. I could, we could take him together. Yeah. I don't know. He's, he seems imposing one-on-one. Well, he's really tall. Yeah, he's really tall. Yeah. Yeah. He can lose. You know who else was tall? Goliath. Thank you very much, David Singer. You're absolutely right. And that's one to grow on. Uh, So I've been circling David Singer for a very long time in the Chicago area. Uh, Big fan of this man's music. Here's not the most recent album, but it's. Yeah. Look at this. That's the, that's the last one. This is the most recent one. It's a real album. And I have it right here and it comes out June 4th. And there it is. Look at that cover. Look at that. That is great. Vicious kicks. That cover is a picture by a fellow named Eric Colonius. It was taken as part of the Docu America project in 1973. Our then moderately functional government paid people to go around the country and take pictures of what the country looked like so uh, people would know in future generations. And since it was taken by the government, the images are public domain, my friend. So Royalty, royalty free, bitch. That's right. That's right. Excellent. Uh, Vicious Kicks. David, I've heard your music now for literal decades. I, I Through all incarnations, bands, solo, etc. Uh, holy shit, this new album sounds good. Thank you. This, is, this, this may be the best thing I've heard you do. And I, it is I definitely, have, in my you know, mediocre opinion, it is the best thing that I've ever made. It's like the closest I came to having the end thing sound like what I was trying to do. And that is a combination of having a very skilled band, having the incredible uh, skill and uh, generosity of Brian Deck, who produced the record, and uh, a little bit of luck. But I am very happy with how it turned out, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. Uh, you can hear a hint of it. Am I, am I not supposed to play anything off it yet? You can play whatever show? you like. You, okay. I, you, there's no embargo for James Van Ostel. You can play anything you like at any time. But for what it's worth, there's a couple of songs on Spotify. And the new single that's called Without You comes out at, in like two and a half hours on Spotify. It'll be out tomorrow. And uh, I hope that you and millions of your friends and listeners will uh, get down to it. I love it. So I'm going to play Evil Steve on Sunday night on Demo 312 on 11.3 KQX. And then the next week, I'm going to play The Birds Along the Rail. Fantastic. We'll just continue from there. I, I This this new album rocks. I mean, yeah. it, it's got teeth. I, I just, It's got I, your sense of melody. The lyrics are fantastic. It's, it's, this really is great, great stuff from you. You're very kind. Uh, you know, I've, I've made a lot of sort of like mid-tempo musings about the alienation of modern life and uh, whether it was a combination, you know, I've been away from music for a while doing some other stuff and whether it was a combination of that or the pandemic or whatever it is, but now I just kind of want to sound like the status quo. So I made a kind of a glam record with Mm -hmm. Sweet Science, my band, and uh, as I've said, we're very, very proud with how it turned out and we're going to start playing some shows this summer that people can come to that I'm not allowed to talk about yet because the city is uh, not hasn't totally lifted the veil yet. But let's say that places that you normally go to see shows are going to be doing things where people can come and see people like me play shows. Is that cryptic enough? Or not enough? I, I, I don't know. Uh, there are rock clubs in Chicago that are mm-hmm. making plans to have actual concerts that people can go to this summer and me and my friends are going to be part of some of them how's that that is fantastic well that's i can tell you already 
that we will be playing Fitzgerald's outside at on July 31st. But there may be some stuff before that too. But uh, there will definitely be opportunities this summer to go out and see bands like me and other bands you may have heard of. That sounds good. And that gives us hope. I mean, we're all kind of looking for that next signpost along the way as we emerge from the pandemic. Signs of hope, things to kind of cling to and look forward to. That right there, that's enough for us to go on to enough of a breadcrumb to uh, get us to the next next stage. Right. That and the suddenly resurgent White Sox offense. There's a lot to look forward to. (laughs) Well said. I I just watched you play. Uh, You did the, uh, what was it, audio tree. That's right. That was great. And you had really cool goggles, too. Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, th- those guys are just so good at what they do at Audio Tree. They were extremely accommodating to us, and it sounds really good in the headphones, which it never does. <laughs> and they have pro filming guys, and uh, it was terrific. And it'll be back up on Audio Tree's website and on Spotify and on YouTube and stuff after the record comes out. It was up for a day so everyone could see it, and now it goes away until the record comes out. I loved it. All right, so David, here's a question. Had, have you never met Doug? I think we've met, but uh, he definitely doesn't know who I am. But uh, let's can I, can I reintroduce you? Absolutely. I mean, I'm a fan. Well, everyone's a fan of Doug Julian. Can you hear us, Doug? Doug? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear oh, you. Is that David Swinger from uh, David Singer from David Swing Singer in the Sweet Science? It it's swinging is my friend. It definitely is. It's great to meet you. Uh, it's great to meet you too. Yeah, uh, we have been circling each other for a long time. Does um does Ronnie Quasman play with you? He does. Ron Quasman is the guitar player in my band and on this record I've been pimping. Excellent. Well, I want to I want to hear the new record and uh and we should do a show together or something like that. Oh, hell yeah. Are you kidding it's me? It's been a Absolutely. long time. Yeah. That record you mentioned is called Vicious Kicks <laughs> and it comes out June 4th at Record Emporiums near you. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. You know, you're like uniquely qualified. You know what it feels like to slave away in darkness and anonymity for a long time and then put a thing out into the world and try to uh, make a dent in the the abyss of uh, meaningless that is modern life. So uh, all we have to do is support each other. I'm with you right there because it's it's you you've described it um, very accurately. You you slave and slave and then you put it out there and God help the thing once it gets out there. But, uh, right. I, I spend like hours going like, should the Farfisa be just like two dB louder? And after five years, everyone's like, what's Bad Bunny up to? Like right. no one cares. Right. But, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, um, but what are the options? You know, none. What are so, we going to do? Get jobs? That's, no, that's absurd. No, no. no, I'm too old. And I have no real world skills and I'm just too <laughs> dumb. I, just, I mean, I'm stuck doing this really. So yeah, yeah. It's cool. let's just ride it out. It's going to get really cool when we get like 20 years older than we are now. Yeah. You think when like, the, when like the, the nineties also rans from okay. that scene become like when we get into our 70s it's going to be right. solid it's going to be okay. really good when we have our kind of uh, ironic reassessment from the masses and something like hey that's right. so bad after all okay that's right we're yeah. going to reopen thurston's and we're going to just play a bunch <laughs> of shows <laughs> yeah. okay uh you first up that spiral staircase though. yeah that's right okay me first yeah i, I don't I, I don't want to interrupt this i i think you guys <laughs> 
Well, I want to. I want to. I want to say congratulations on your 600th uh, episode, there, James. That's quite Thanks. an accomplishment. It really is. I, you know what? Thank you for being polite, and when I was not, James, it's a huge accomplishment that you yeah. made 600 shows. And guys like Dog and I have been grateful for your support since back in the Q101 days. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you're still out there trying to turn people on to cool things they would otherwise miss is. Uh, it's a huge deal to people like us, so we're grateful. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if if we're sitting here talking about the fire in our bellies, the fact that you are still doing it and you still have the the excitement for it and can still get turned on uh, by new music, you know, oh, it's yeah. it's great. And 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 like musicians, you've you've adjusted to the pandemic uh, really nicely. So thanks. And you've you know you've got some some sponsorship and stuff, and it, it's great. You're you're uh, you're carrying the torch, you know. So. Well thank done, James. I, I mean, thank both of you. I, you know, I love and respect you both so much. I for the the podcast to to continue. Yes, it was to support artists and turn people on to cool stuff. I mean, a lot of keeping the podcast going during the pandemic, doing it nightly, it was self preservation. It, it was yeah. It, part of it was just born out of the need to keep myself and my brain occupied to, to keep the creative part of my head engaged. As yeah. opposed to spending every night doom scrolling through social media or scrolling through Netflix, praying for something to catch my interest. Uh, right. I mean, a lot of it was selfish. A lot of it was just keeping this going means I have a sense of purpose every mm -hmm. night as I'm sheltering in place. But yes, I mean, the, the greater, the grander thought of curating and turning people on to music, that, that's always been very important and very, very much something I was interested in doing. Well, it's, I mean, you're still doing it and it's, 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 you know, very, very commendable. Well done. Well, well done. thank you. Well and done I mean, like you guys have existed as independent artists. You figured out how to navigate things, put stuff out on your own, navigate the internet. And, and that's what podcasting is. It's another way, a new way to do radio. It's an independent way to do radio. I, I couldn't figure out the mic before. It was the computer's fault, and it was, I think, a little uncool of uh, David Singer there to just hop in, kick me off. I'm had a conspiracy feel to it. Like, look, Doc, I, you can ask anybody. I'm a dick. Everybody knows that. That's just, that's, that's kind of my thing. Yeah. Hey, man, I invented that. <laughs> so, Doc, this is an exciting day. This uh, today's the day that Joe Hill came out. Joe Hill is coming out officially Friday. We, we I thought it was today. Yeah, no. It, well, we sent we sent it out to the cool people uh, in advance, but it's coming out on Friday. We wanted to time it sort of with May Day, and mm -hmm. also with um, what was supposed to be the record release date for our album Work in Love a year ago uh, on the thirtieth. And and as everybody knows, everything got canceled, and we still haven't been able to kind of officially book the. Um, record release show slash one year anniversary of the album's right. release. So it's just a weird thing, you know, but we had this, we had this record, the single that we recorded because uh, we got invited to play at DePaul university, like a humanities festival when they were doing a tribute uh, to Woodstock. And rather than choose a big kind of um, uh, jam, you know, a Sly Stone song or something, we chose a Joan Baez song, but we, we put uh, a little bit of a rock spin on it. So you put a lot of bit of a rock spin on. Yeah, it feels pretty good. And and I have a friend who um, has sent it to Joan, and I'm awaiting her response. So we'll see. Wow. That'd, that'd be mind blowing. Yeah, it would be cool. 
And I said Joe Chill earlier. That's the guy who murdered Batman's parents. It's Joe Hill. You're into the uh, into the comic books and superhero stuff. You know all these things too. In addition to know everything about music, you know all about that stuff too, right? I I I'm good for those things. As you guys will appreciate, as parents, I'm useless with everything else. Yeah. Like my my daughter will bring home math homework from school, and I my ability to help her with homework stopped about four or five years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. Like, yeah. I mean, I, you can talk about comic books and dog can teach us about solidarity with the workers of the world. Which <laughs> <Yeah>. is <just laughs> an important thing that gets, you know, shunted to the side a lot, but it's nice to know that other people are making political music at a time when it's uh, completely out of vogue. Well, isn't it crazy? I, I, I've said this before. I'm surprised there wasn't more, political music over the past year it seemed like if there was any time in modern history post woodstock for polit politics to emerge in song this past year was it and i was surprised there wasn't more well i mean because it sort of defied satire and the unwillingness of anybody to be convinced of anything the post-truth society has rendered uh political music sort of inert for a while mm. but now that the veil is lifting a little bit there are those of us out there who are trying to say something about the state of the world and dog my records a little bit about those concerns as well. So you'll find songs now about the carceral state and policing on my record. And I assume about workers and unions and solidarity on a Joe Hill record. And uh, we've kept our head down for a while trying to survive. And now it's time for us to take up the mantle again, as far as I'm concerned. I think, I think that there was a period when, when this all started, uh, when it was not quite a political experience. It was sort of a common enemy for all of us. It didn't seem to last too long before it got politicized. And also there was a bit of a, a, um, of a what the hell is going on. There was a kind of a weird inertia that settled in with everyone that as we, as we kind of got our energy back to, to start creating again you know I, I it took a few months to kind of figure out what was going on for me and then and and then it really felt important to sort of get back out there and start creating and writing and things like that so um you know i think that there is i think our two records had um we put out records in in um 2018 and 2020 and those were both right in the in the in the heart of the trump era and there's a lot of reaction to that on both of our records and um, so, um, you know, we were kind of fueled by by some um, some some deep emotions about about the state of the world at that point. So um, and we're all sort of trying to reemerge now and figure out how to maybe how to make music, where to make it and, you know, uh, reinventing it, I suppose, or, you know, uh, adjusting to the to the new ways of doing things. So. But yeah, there's there's a lot of political thought in our in our music, you know, a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of that. So now, Doug, one of the most recent times I, I hung out with you, we went to the Who concert. Yeah, out in Tinley Park. Uh, you're doing a bunch of Who songs with Jason Narducci. I am on Pete's birthday, May nineteenth. We've done a couple of Pete shows before um, over the years, and and we're playing out at Hey Nani in Arlington Heights, which is a nice little room, and we're doing a couple of shows there on Pete's actual birthday. Um, so that's cool. We're, we're just getting our, our set lists in order and, and, and about to, uh, now that we're both vaccinated, you know, practice in person. So uh, can I make a request for that? <laughs> that? I really, I really like the, 
the peak vocal led version of Love Ain't For Keeping, which is like a kind of like a B-side track that's done at the record plant with, yeah. I think, Leslie West on lead guitar. I think exactly. that's like the definitive version of that song. And I think I'd love to hear you guys do that one. I believe that's on the list. I don't want to I don't want to give away anything, but I believe that is on the list. So uh, you're I'm not legally player. allowed in Arlington Heights for reasons that I can't go into here. Really? But yeah, I was, yeah. Well, if you can you can you be in Mount Prospect and open a window and listen out the <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's no problem. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's an Andy's custard in Mount Prospect, I believe. They're well, delicious. now you're speaking my language. Yeah. Frozen See? custard has really is really descended upon this region in the past decade or so. It's a Quite a it's good welcome. treat. I, I really, I'm more, I'm partial to the Glenview Dairy Bar. Are okay. you familiar with Glenview? Yeah. yeah, we make the trip out from. You know, I live more or less in Logan Square. We drive to the Glenview Dairy Bar for their really. Uh, I, I will see your dairy bar and raise you a Lincolnwood Dairy Star. Oh yeah, that's big across from the Bunny Hutch. More or less, yeah. Yeah. Right down, right down the street. All right, Doug Julian, the new uh, version of Joe Hill that you guys covered comes out on Friday. The most yes. recent album is right here, is Love and War. No, no. Work and love. Look, Jesus work Christ, and work love. and love. <laughs> sorry. I've been doing this for four hours. I'm sorry. No, I know. Really I mean, that's amazing, James. Way work to go. This is a... Sorry. That, I'm, just... I'm, in a new, I'm in a band with Len Casper called The Sonic 45. We've got a record coming out in June. And, um, you know... Uh, yeah, I, there's all sorts of stuff going on. So, at my cover awesome. band Expo '76 is very busy, and uh, you know, wow. got a full schedule. So, work and love, and then, I, you know, Doug, you're a broadcaster. You know how it haunts you when you say the wrong thing. Oh my gosh! Air. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm that's, still reeling from calling David uh, calling it David Swinger. I think I said it twice. Okay, so yeah, all right, yeah. at least you didn't call me. At least you didn't call me Dave. I'm a non-Dave. I've never been a Dave. And I played a show no, in Madison with, with Ted Leo. And I was so excited because I love Ted Leo. And I was playing solo. And they listed me on the poster as Dave Singer and the Sweet Dance. Oh, boy. By myself. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. If, I've never gotten all the way over it. If you were David Swinger, I bet you could get gigs in Naperville. <laughs> I get gigs in Naperville, okay? It's not Arlington Heights, but I get gigs in Naperville. Well, Naperville's the swingers' actually, capital of America. I'm, I'm actually working with Ted Leo on a, this this kind of audio comedy project called Easy AM 66. Oh, wow. Which uh, he, he and I both contribute material to. Yeah, he's a great guy. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that's on... Uh, it's a, website called network77.com you should check it out it's it's an audio visual treat and uh, very cool like i said ted leo and i doing some of that stuff so yeah all right sunshine boys new go. stuff coming friday working love is out there david singer yeah. that new album comes out first week of june that's correct? it right there vicious kicks and if you're interested on spotify there's a couple of songs now Carl morning or in two hours and seven minutes single without you comes out from our record and it kind of sounds like frenzy with like a half jewish middle-aged dude from chicago perfect all right david and dog i'll talk to you guys soon thank you for being part of the show i really appreciate seeing you both cheers congratulations thank you guys bye everybody <laughs>